0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business, Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to give a voice to the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today's guest is Daphne Forbes, and Daphne, I
1: love that name. <laughs> and I'm sure you're thinking about the redhead on Scooby-Doo. She's one of my faves as well. Um, I don't have red hair but I loved her character and I love Scooby-Doo.
0: I did too. I watched it religiously so it's so fun to meet someone with that name. (laughs) I've actually never met a Daphne before so it is my pleasure to make your acquaintance. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, I won't go back too far. I was born in Canton, Ohio, um, the home of the Football Hall of Fame for those who are football fans. Um, My dad got a job at General Motors, so he moved us to Michigan. So I was raised in Michigan. I graduated from Michigan State University, go green, uh, (laughs) with a degree in human resources pre-law. My first real job required me to move to Washington DC where I went to the American University's Washington College of Law I earned my law degree I met my husband and started a family I have two almost grown children my daughter Madison is 16 she will be a junior in high school and I have who is RJ and he just finished his freshman year at Hampton University, albeit it wasn't the way he had hoped. Um, currently, uh, I'm a senior attorney at Microsoft, and I serve as the lead counsel responsible for supporting a seven billion dollar segment of microsoft's u s public sector enterprise operating unit. Um, let's see in addition to my lead counsel role. I have the awesome responsibility of managing a high-performing legal team, and they basically provide legal support um, throughout all aspects of the public sector team to so serve as a corporate diversity and inclusion champion with a laser focus on women, Susan.
0: Oh, especially boy. women
1: of color. <laughs> We're going to yeah. talk, We're going to talk. Um, <laughs> talk. Uh, and) Just a little bit about, a little bit more. I I believe that to whom much is given, much acquired in giving back is a part of my DNA. So intentionally, I endeavor to be active and involved in my community. Um, I enjoy long standing relationships in several community service organizations, specifically Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, The Links Incorporated, Jack and Jill of America. And I have served and continue to serve on various nonprofit boards and advisory councils. Currently, I am the chair and commissioner of the Liquor Board. Yes, I said <laughs> it. The Liquor Board, is County, Maryland. I also give back as an adjunct law professor, which has been the highlight of this past year. It was my first run at becoming a teacher, if you will, and I enjoy uh, teaching law students at the Howard University School of Law, and I co-teach with one of my colleagues a class called Technology and the Law. So that's just a a glimpse of some of the things that um, are going on with me, Susan. I hope that was informative.
0: Daphne, I I didn't want to interrupt, but I had to uh, bend over and pick my jaw up from the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I love that. Wow, that is incredible. You've done more in your are I don't know how old you are and I'm not going to ask but you've done more to date than most people do in their entire lifetimes. Um I was thinking wow, what, she she certainly has not a spare moment. Um I find people like you are gifted with managing your attention, not just your time, but your attention. And that is one of the life's lessons many never learn. So, oh my gosh, what an amazing woman you are. Uh, I feel so honored to have you here on the show. There's so many connections that we have in listening to what you were saying. I was like, oh, I have to talk to you about this and I need to tell her about that. And I wonder if she knows so-and-so. And um, my cousin Lisa, who's also an attorney, went to the same law school as you. Um, yeah. you I believe you are younger than she, but um, you may know her. We'll talk about that later. But okay. wowza, <laughs> your day is jam-packed. I don't know how you're juggling all the balls and, and keeping all the plates spinning, but I'll say, do you find it easier or harder to do all that now that we're stuck at home working virtually because of COVID-19?
1: Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's harder in the sense that... Um, It's remote, right? And we are heavenly reliant on technology. And that can be frustrating. The technology works. It's a great tool, but sometimes it has a mind of its own. And that's (laughs) when it gets a little frustrating, right? So the last, um, I think, three lecture series for my class, we did it via um, Microsoft Teams, right? And we were in presentation phases. So that was challenging with Second-year and third-year law students presenting their papers, if you will, um, in that kind of environment. And then I feel like because when everyone works from home, there's no there's no clear line on when to stop. From true it feels like we're working um smarter longer faster and i almost am tethered to my desk i um, just trying to be responsive in this in this crazy pandemic scenario that we are in i agree look i don't have half the responsibility uh and i have none
0: of the authority that you have but i will tell you i do share your pain in that we no longer have any sort of boundaries we we you know, one moment transitions into the next, and next thing you know, sundown comes. You've been sitting at your desk
1: all day long. Yeah, uh, and you have to remind yourself to get up and um, check on your kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've been walking, now she, when she's coming, she's, like, hiding. Another, really. So, um, yeah, you just have to force yourself to get up. Otherwise, you, you'll, you'll work 24-7 if you could. I literally do
0: do that. Um, people get emails from me at tw- t- two in the morning, four thirty in the morning, and they're like, and I tell them, look, I don't expect you to respond. There are those of you out there who are normal and <laughs> you get sleep and you take self care and you walk and, um but I do need to shift and change and take a lead from you. And look, if you can do it of all people with the kind of schedule you just described and the commitments that you have, the number of people who rely on you, And the deeply meaningful way that you spend your life. I mean, that's one thing I noted when you were talking about what you do. It's not just that it's a lot, and it is, but it's deeply meaningful. The way you've Mm -hmm. committed your heart, your head to these causes, I know that I'm passionate about for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that you're doing it now in a what seems 24-7 environment is I want to say that's great that you do all this, but I also want to say it's it's great that you take a break from it too. That you know how to, you know, yeah. parse out your day. So um, I think a lot of people are struggling with that, and they don't have nearly what you have on their plate. So kudos to you, not just for mm-hmm. all the great things you're doing, but for the self care that you're taking care to do as well.
1: Let you me ask. Know, you know, we, all... <laughs> yes. we need to do more of that. Yeah, more of that self care stuff. I'm
0: waiting for the spa to open. I'm not one to usually, I don't overindulge on self-care. You know, I probably should do it a little more, but I am now going to forever, if these spas ever open, book an appointment once a month. I mean, at least. <laughs> nice. I've started to value that more and more now that I've been working from home for, what, what has it been now? It's been over two months, right?
1: Yeah. It's been about six six weeks, I think. March 14th, I remember when all of the things. So it's been a while.
0: Crazy. In California, I think we were March 6th or something. Crazy. Okay. And I actually had traveled to DC, to uh, Seattle, to um, New Orleans, all in one week back to San Francisco and then got very, very ill. And I was among the first mm. people they tested. For COVID nineteen, and at that time, it took about a week to get the results. Right, um, it was not fun, but you know, and and they were like, and what made you go to all the hot spots? And I was like, clearly, clearly, you I did. You hit every hot spot. I Susan. did. Wow. I didn't know. I was like, clearly, I have not been watching the news like I should, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was speaking at engagements that had, you know, hundreds of people in the room. So lesson learned there, and thank goodness we're all safe. I've checked yes. in with everyone. Um, but let me ask you this. You have so much going on, and you're one of the most incredible women I've interviewed, to be honest. And I've interviewed some pretty incredible women. What is your proudest professional accomplishment so far? Or maybe you haven't experienced it. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I think, um... There's more to come, but honestly, there have been many um, individual proud accomplishments. But if I think of all of them collectively, there's one theme that resonates with me. And that theme is about those accomplishments where I played an integral part in helping others to succeed. Um, I know. Oh, I mean it, though. I know. Um, You cut from the same cloth. (laughs) You know, it's, you know, how business clients closing a huge deal or successfully navigatory blocker through advocating color, which is a passion of mine yeah. that we talked about earlier in the workplace and helping to educate senior leaders um, at Microsoft and elsewhere about the unique experiences and different challenges that women of color face. And you know I mentor a lot of um younger attorneys and students, and so you know helping mentees navigate through some of those corporate choppy waters right that that yeah. you know if you've experienced them um, oh yeah <laughs> that um i Had the experience of having as I was growing my career. So that real talk with mentees is important. I just, you know, Susan, I dig it when I can help others achieve more. Helping others is a personal accomplishment for me. So if that sounds a little corny, it's just true. Um, I'll take it.
0: Look, let me tell you something. That is what makes you one of the more remarkable women I've ever interviewed is you sincerely, and it comes across, it comes across in your storytelling and in what you do day to day. But when you can motivate and inspire others to do as well, or even better than you have done, that is a sign of true transformational leadership. Um, So thank you for being that woman who has the grit and the grace and, you know, to go forward and help others. And look, I've, I, I don't know how old you are again. I, I think I've said that before, but I have been in the corporate world and I've worked for corporations that have, you know, 90,000 global employees. It is cutthroat. There are some choppy yeah. waters. It is tough. And back in the 90s when I was there, you had to mimic the men and the white men in order to mm-hmm. be even half, half as successful as they. I mean, right. it was a given that you were never going to be as successful as they. You just kind of had to accept that but to yeah. me, half is successful. You had to look like them, act like them, talk like them. Your body language had to mimic theirs. You had to dress yep. the way they did. It's crazy.
1: And, and 30 years later, I mean, there's still a lot of that, that, that persists, unfortunately. Well, you that's gotta what keep, we're doing gotta keep trying. Today.
0: We yep. will, we will not stop. And look, if that scares you out there, those of you who are scared, you should be scared because we will not stop. We will not. Stop. I've been watching Mrs. America. Have you? <laughs> no,
1: I haven't. I oh have it. time to do that. I'm, I'm writing it down though. I I'm going to put that on. It's on my to do. Totally. Oh my gosh. So you're already
0: a character in the show because you're moving the needle and you're fighting for equity and you know, you're out there not just talking about it. Like, you know, some people say, yeah, that's a good idea. But, you know, knowledge, people say knowledge is power. I disagree. It's knowledge plus action that makes for power. So mm. you are one powerful mm-hmm. woman because you are acting on what you know to be good and right. Uh, you got to watch the show. I think it's on Hulu. I'm not sure, but I think it's on Hulu. Okay. But it's a must. It's a must. I'll Let find me it. You Thank this. you In all the wonderful things that you've done and all the hard work that you've gone through, I can tell that you feel that you win or learn, never lose. Mm. Um, Is there someone who, I I know that you inspire others, but is there someone who has mentored you, who inspired you?
1: So Susan, you said someone, but what if I have more than one? Because you know, it takes a village. Oh, you are blessed. You are fortunate. I have... Listen, I have my own personal board of directors, but let me chat back full of your question, right? Um, so just, just hang in there with me for a minute. Um, my best inspirational mentor OK, um, they truly functioned as a team, and they one and they best mentors. They are my parents. Aww. So shout out to my mom and dad, right? I can truly, transparently, and honestly say that for as long as I can remember, Susan, That's my parents have always been my main source of inspiration, right? They've always had my back, and that matters to me big time. Um, they have let me tell you:
0: helped. when they hear
1: this, they're going to be in tears. I have to remember to <laughs> to send them the link so they can listen. <laughs> and maybe I'll get some brownie points because my younger sister is always one upping me because she lives in (laughs) Michigan. So she can always do the, you know, drive-bys where I'm always trying to do FaceTime. So yes, thank you for for reminding me to do that. But, but look back, back to mom and dad, right? Always help, you know, life all aspects, whether it's educational, social, spiritual, or spiritual, they um, have schooled me in a keeping it real kind of way, giving me real that. talk, giving me real talk gently when needed and raw <laughs> when necessary. Um, I am who I am today because of their constant and selfless presence in my life. Period. Full stop. And then, of course, there's others from a professional perspective. at The core, um, it's my mom and dad. I think you hit that right out
0: of the park. That is meaningful. That is. I mean, I didn't have that, so my dad was a mentor to a degree, but not in the way that you just described your relationship with your parents so how moving and you know bravo to you, mom and dad um, thank you for giving us <laughs> Daphne and picking that
1: really cool name <laughs> <laughs> they they set the bar high because you know I have two of my own and I, I try to have that same relationship with them um, sometimes they feel me sometimes... But, you know, you got to keep trying.
0: I like that you call it real talk. I've never heard that before, but I I, I like it. I know what you mean. You know, open, honest, and direct, keeping it authentic. That creates, I think, in children, at least, and in others that you might mentor, a sense that you need not be afraid to say anything. That's right. Always be honest. Well, let me ask you this. You know that, um, I know that you're about helping you know, create, not just helping, but creating equity in the workplace. You actually are someone in a position of power that can make it happen. And I'm sure that you invest a lot of time, attention, and um, consideration to making that happen. We all know, and those of you don't should, you need to read more or, you know, watch YouTube videos on equity and such, but women of color are even, you know, I think they make a third of what white women make, which we make Mm. not nearly what men who do the same job make. Um, so let me ask you this along those lines. How can we help to support other women in business, particularly women of color?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And, and, and Susan, I know that we're on the same page with, um, diversity and inclusion, but I think that there's, um, a phrase missing in that it's diversity, inclusion, and equity, right? So I'd like to add the E. You know, we're totally on the same page and it it boils down to, at a minimum, women need to support other women. Um, Madeline Albright said it best when she said, there's a special place for women who don't support other women. So for me, the inverse must be true, that there's got to be, Susan, a special place in heaven for women who support other women. I'm going to roll with that and believe Go it. Go with
0: it. Own it. I yes. Love
1: it. <laughs> so I so let an me
0: sing singing.
1: <laughs> so let me start by saying, wow, right? It is absolutely incredible that we have to advise or encourage other women to support other women. Yes. I get that we do. Um, my very cynical advice would be to just do it, but that's Nike's advice. So <laughs> let fine. So so please indulge me because this color thing I think is a blind spot. And um unless you are in that space, you might not even recognize it as right. a woman. So for, for there to be real support of women, and by women for the audience, I mean all women, including women of color. Hashtag see me too. I am an African-American woman in business in corporate America. I think first and foremost for all the business owners and corporate CEOs who are listening to this, that companies and organizations must be bold, intentional, and accountable to promote women, all women, in their respective disciplines, whether you're in the profession, human resources, business sales, the whole uh, plethora of opportunities that are out in the workforce. Um, We need leaders. And because white women, to Susan's point, are, are likely to hold more leadership positions over women of color, men need to understand and recognize that women are not a monolith. We're not the same. So when we start instituting programs to increase women leaders in our respective organizations and we do not account for the unique and different of color experience, that um, program to promote women leaders can be misleading at best in dangerous acts. Um, Susan, are you still with me? Can I stay I on my phone for a little while longer? I, I'm, okay. I'm like, oh my God, take us to church. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so listen, you know, all women have challenges, right? We all know that, but oh, if all women know that women of color face biases that our white female counterparts just don't, right? So yeah. as a starting point, We need to understand these challenges and work to address them if we are truly going to support all women in business. And when women ascend to these leadership roles or become business owners, and for there to be real support of women in business, the women leaders have to be intentional to ensure that women's voices are not quelled, they should provide opportunities to help women grow their careers, offer mentorship and sponsorship relationships. There is a difference. and We can unpack that a little later if we have time. And when women leaders, this is, this is a big one for me, Susan, when women leaders see other women leaning in so far, they're leaning in so far that she almost falls on her face. <laughs> That's some serious leaning in, right? They must find ways to applaud, encourage, and amplify her efforts in the moment, if possible. And if not possible in the moment, they should do it at a later time. So Absolutely. as trite as this may sound, we are stronger together. I mean, it is what it is. And then, um, I'm almost done, um, Susan, with this. No, I'm for loving the, this. I have for the real support. For the real support of women in business, Women leaders cannot exclude other women the same way that men exclude women. Let me say Brava. it again. Brava. Women leaders cannot exclude other women the same way that men exclude them. We know what that feels like. So why do it to our own gender? When we do that, to me, that is woman-on-woman crime. Yes. And women leaders should be advocates for other women and not accomplices to men. Nor should women be competitors to one another. It happens all the time. And I'm just here to tell everybody that the corporate pie is big enough for all women to eat from and to get full and to get fat if you want to. <laughs> I love it. There's so much pie oh to eat, right? You can yes, get fat if you want to. You. I would vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the love. last thing, the okay. last thing, um, Susan, I promise I'm going to get off my soapbox. No, it it takes commitment. It takes commitment and focus to, to support women in business. And sometimes it takes courage, um, especially for white women who support women of color. And for there to be real support of women in business, you just got to show up yeah. for other women in meaningful ways, however, you can. Give her some grace have her back versus stabbing her in it Yeah, and always, always lift her up and leave no woman behind. I love it. Uh, you I'm got done with notes. that, Susan. I'm just, you know, Half very passionate about President that piece. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everyone to know that as a, as a demographic, if you will, women, we have our challenges, but for women of color, it's, 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 you know, multiplied, right? Because there are stereotypes and biases in corporate America that run deep and it, it's, it's not an easy thing to undo because it's been building up for so long.
0: I have to say that um, when you said, basically you said, don't become the men we've combated to get to where we needed to be. And that's often what happens uh, women claw each other for the two spots at the top. And my argument and yours clearly too, is create more spots at the top, change that's the right. operating system. Another yep. thing you said that's very I mean, everything you said was so powerful. I had chills. But another thing that stuck out to me was, um, you know, women need to collaborate. Women need to lift each other up, not put each other down. And I don't see that very often. And I'm in there, like I'm looking yep. I'm in the ring. Um, I'm the one doing the battling, and I don't want to have to combat women when I'm. Hey, you know I'm fighting for you. You may not know it. Uh, That's right. Yeah. So when I help one woman, Mm -hmm. I'm helping all women. You need to get on board. Yeah. Exactly. Do you know? uh, And if you don't, I we're on the same. We're on the same page. (laughs) You bet. I love that. I love that. You are one powerful um, spokesperson for true equity in the workplace. Let me ask you this. Do you know Minda Hartz? She wrote the memo.
1: Yes. I don't know her, but I've read the book. Love, love, love the book. All right. I'm going to introduce you
0: to her. I will make that happen. She's my friend. So I'm going to do an email introduction. And, you know, there's a lot to say. Look, she, she calls white women out in her book for our- She does. And I was like, whoa, let me ask you some questions about that. And the beauty Mm -hmm. of Minda is her goal really is to create change. So she creates a safe space for women like myself, who are white women who want to change things for the better, to ask what might otherwise seem like silly questions. But really, truly, my heart is in the right place. So I need to know where should my action be? Where do I need to take action? Yeah, I am projecting. So I'm glad you
1: said that, Susan. I'm I'm glad you said that because I'm I'm working with a group of women who are, I call them woke, if you will. Um, (laughs) And, 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 and they're, you know, they are the spectrum, you know, they're white females, and then they're um, women of color from all different backgrounds, and we are trying to stand up something similar in terms of creating a safe space for the conversation to have, and not just about talking, but about actually putting the words into action. So stay tuned for that.
0: I cannot wait. And you know what? If it's okay with you, I'll have you back on the show to talk about it because you are doing something very rarely done. We, we don't ever recognize it, but we're talking about closing the knowing-doing gap.
1: That exists
0: everywhere. People think knowing something makes them powerful. No, it doesn't. If you don't act on that, there's no power in that. You just sit there and be smart. You know, good deal.
1: You know, I I think, but my dad says, um, you know, you don't want to be a know it all, you want to be a learn it all, right? And those oh, I are love some of the, you, Dad. The, That's awesome. There's some of the there's some of the um and Microsoft embraces that as well. That's the whole thing around growth mindset. And it, it really matters. It it does change the way you think and how you get things done. So, um, so everyone out that. there, try to be learn it all's and not know it alls.
0: Well, you certainly walk in that walk. And I love that. Um
1: a lot of guests
0: wanna come on and look. I have a talk with them before, you know, that we chat before we record. Um, A lot of guests want to come on and hide behind their title or pay grade or the name of their company or, you know, and I want to expose them for who are you on the inside, not just Mm -hmm. you, your paycheck title, you know, what you look like on your CV. I want to know who you are, who you, the woman are. And clearly, Daphne, you, I love you up there stumping on your (laughs) soapbox. Because you clearly walk the walk, and you are—you're not afraid
1: to, you know. What did you call it? Real talk. I love it. <laughs>
0: Real talk.
1: Real Thank talk. you for saying that, Susan. Because you know, I think sometimes some of my ideas are, you know, just—I I keep using the word corny, but just different, right? Um, I'm actually—they're courageous. I'm, I, one of my colleagues, and we were having the same question, we were having the same conversation about titles. And I said, you know what, it doesn't really matter to me what the title is. It's really about the compensation. I think everybody's title should be team player, because that's, oh, that's I what it, it. Takes to get things done. That's um, right. But you know, that's, right. that's not going to happen. That's just me. It will,
0: because of people like us, it will happen. I believe it i wouldn't wake up every day and do this if i didn 't believe it would happen i wouldn't invite people like you on the show if i didn 't believe you can make it happen, so I believe it will happen um, i 'm going to have you back on the show to report what you know the outcome was of your efforts, uh, talk about the things that you need, and we 're going to get those needs met um, I
1: love it yeah, I'm looking forward to it, thank you for that
0: totally, totally. All right, so here's the point in the conversation where I ask a question um, of my guest saying, tell us something surprising about you that maybe your circle doesn't know.
1: <laughs> um, so something surprising. Well, in my introduction, I probably should have said to you, Susan, um, I am the son my father never had. So I was a true tomboy back in the day. I love that. My surprising fact is, is that I made my junior high school's boys basketball team because they didn't have a girls basketball team. And I started. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now I like to think that I started because I was just that fierce of a competitor. Not that the boys weren't that good. Um, But (laughs) suffice it to say, right. They had a girls team the next year. So there you go. Um, people who what know me now never would never think that I was a tomboy. So that's my surprising fact. And um, awesome. And yeah. And my son, he's a college player. Um, nice. But I still feel like I can go out in the driveway with him and show him a few things. <laughs> You're such a cool mom. Wow. My
0: son, like the most I could ever do with him is. Hey, do you want to play cornhole in the backyard?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's quality time, Susan. It's all about quality time. However, you get it in, as long as you do it. That's right. You are one (laughs) incredible woman. I want to ask you something about being
0: um, what you call a tomboy Um, these days. When women exhibit what are traditionally masculine um, type communication styles, or maybe they their behavior is aggressive we get in trouble for that. And so I have to say, Hey, wait a minute. If she were a he, would you still penalize her for that move or that Mm -hmm. comment? How do you feel about that? Do you find you're more aggressive than some of your peers? And is that embraced at Microsoft or do you tone it down or what?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, So look, as, as a as an African woman, as an African American woman in corporate America, right? Remember, I was telling you about those stereotypes. Yeah, <clears throat> and there's one that persists with African American women, and I that never, is the yeah. angry black woman, right? I hate that. So, so in some regard, um, I might cover a little bit and work really, really hard not to be maybe as aggressive as. As I would like to, still while preserving my authentic self, right? There is, I think, a way to communicate, get your point across, throw a little shade in a very thoughtful way that falls just a little short of the angry black woman scenario. But sometimes that's hard to quell because there's reasons why we might be angry and it focuses on how you treat people. Um, Maya Angelou said it best. She said, people might not remember what you say or do, but people will always remember how you made them feel. So
0: in some regard, oh, go ahead. I have to say, I told my son that yesterday, I quoted that Maya Angelou yesterday with that very quote to my son. I, I love that.
1: Yeah, it, it it's true. I mean, if you just think about it, I mean, you, you probably, you know, will forget half of the conversations that you've had with someone, but you always can remember, oh, that person made me feel X, Y, and Z. Like I will forever, Susan, remember how you made me feel is a very good feeling, very positive. And, um, you know, that that's what it's all about. So, you know, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's very tough, it's hard to balance, but I think there is something about being your authentic self, but still being able to treat people in a way that you would wanna be treated.
0: Exactly,
1: and, and in a way they wanna be treated.
0: I, I wanna say something about the angry black woman myth. Um, yep. and I believe it is a myth. You, you very much have a reason to be angry, But I think when women act out in a way that's uncomfortable for others, especially white men, um, it's uncomfortable for white men, especially, then they are labeled as angry black woman, just like all women and and women of color suffer the same title. All women get labeled as overly emotional when frankly, you know, you need to step up your game, mister. You need to feel more. If you're not, if you're not tapping into, what you're perceiving as my anger or my frustration, um, then maybe you need to look inside yourself to see if you have become a little too sterile or stoic or unfeeling, uh, yeah. because it's just not normal. So I, I often say, um, you know, when when people say, "Oh, she's emotional," you have to say, "Well, why? Why do you think that? One is yeah. she true? What's the definition of emotional?" And what prompted those feelings? And shouldn't you sit with empathy and not judgment? Shouldn't yeah. you find out why she's perceiving this that way? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You know, so Leaders, leadership
1: with empathy—that that's the new—that's the new thing, right? And if we could get to that place, I think um, everybody's work experience would be much better. Um, but but, Susan, regarding that whole topic, you know, we. You have to find a way to expand the conversation from just us because, you know, we get it. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's having those men, those, those white men who have the seat at the table and our white female counterparts who have a seat at the table. I need for you to talk to your counterparts so that they get it as well.
0: Look, I teach something called muted group theory. So when we hang up, go Google that. It's nothing normal people okay. would be interested in, but I'm, I, you call your, what did you say, corny? I'm geeky. So <laughs> <laughs> put corny and geeky together and you'll have fun learning. It'll be edutainment, not just entertainment or education. Yeah. So um, go look that up. That's something I teach. If I can do anything to ever help you personally, professionally, or Microsoft with what they're doing or any of my resources, could be of use to your um, efforts, you let me know. I will introduce you to Minda. She's amazing. And she recognizes, just like you just did, that you can't keep preaching to the choir. You've really got to make some converts. Go out there and, you know, seek out the pagans. (laughs) Yep, that's right. All right, lady, it's time for the wild card (laughs) question. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes, I think so. I wish I had a wheel that would go as it spins um all right so i pulled from my magic box of meaningful questions and i am asking you today what is the one thing you want people to remember about you
1: Hmm. the one thing um that i would want people to remember about me um let's see that's a that's a good question um, I want people to remember that in all things that really matter, um, again, whatever that is for individuals, that getting to a place where you can just be truthful, transparent, and honest in any feedback that you provide You just need to be thoughtful about who you're speaking to because a lot of people can get to yes if they can hear you in a way that they believe that you care and that you're concerned and you're really trying to um, make a difference. So if you could remember anything about me is that I'm always going to be thoughtful um, in any interaction that I have with you. That is such a warm, safe
0: place for people to walk into, knowing that about you. Um, I, I, that is probably why you're a great mentor and sponsor and leader, transformational leader, not hierarchical leader, which we're trying to do away with that. This is not the military. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say from the little bit. I, I honestly, I don't feel like I know you only a little. I feel like I know you a lot. Like I've known you forever. Likewise. Yeah. yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. So easy that I, I feel like that's true. And that is something that, you know, you could probably have put on your um, gravestone. I mean, that's just an amazing, you are thoughtful to be thoughtful, to listen with empathy, to understand the other person may speak a different language than you. Let's adjust so that our message is heard. That's powerful. What a good answer. So I'm going to tell you, that's a hard question. And for yeah. you to have come up with that, folks, she did not
1: know that question before I asked on the show. <laughs> it's so true. Is, it's true. You are that was one, a hard question. That was a hard question, <laughs> Susan. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get you back for that one. Um well, but. I am an open book, so hit me, <laughs> sister, hit
0: me. Yeah, I have no, I'm nothing to hide. What do you real talk? I'm the real, queen of real talk for sure.
1: <laughs> the queen of real talk, love it, yeah. love it, love
0: it. Well, I'm yep. sure people are going to want to reach you, maybe to ask you questions, seek advice, or maybe offer help with any project, or maybe um, just to know you because you are fabulous. You are just fantastic.
1: How can they? And let me, Susan. Yeah, thank you for that. And let me just say, it has been such a pleasure to, to have this conversation with you. Thank you again for the opportunity. Um, I can be reached, um, best way is LinkedIn. Um, I'm awesome. Daphne, Daphne Turpin Forbes, um, or you can hit me on my personal email. It's Daphne, D-A-P-H-N-E-S-Q at outlook.com. At outlook.com. All
0: right. Yeah, so it, if, you, if you did not get the chance to write that down, no worries. You know that I write a blog about my guests. I will include this information in the contact Daphne or connect with Daphne section of the blog. And I will make that publicly available on LinkedIn within 48 hours. Awesome. Awesome. I loved having you here. I know we're going to chat again on the phone, I have some questions. I want to run through your genius mind uh, <laughs> and get some really And I have great- some
1: for you as well. So <laughs> no wild card so questions. <laughs> no I kidding. have a little magic box of my own, Susan. So. That's awesome. So Every
0: boring. woman needs
1: a magic box.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening. And Daphne, thank you for being here. Thank you. Bye-bye. bye bye